Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The final of a dusty classic is going to be nuts. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs, the only review show worth a damn. <laughs> on YouTube. I mean, that may be true. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't watch other wrestling YouTube shows because otherwise my life would just be wrestling YouTube shows and I have to cry. What are we talking about? I don't know. Let's just chat about NXT. What am I talking about? Well, I'll tell you. We already know that Baron Corbin and Bron Breaker are going to be in the Dusty Clanks finals. And now we know that Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams are also going to be there. And really, you could make the argument that this is four main roster guys. So what does the future hold? We do not know. We shall find out Vengeance Day, but before then we did have to confirm that Hayes and Trick were going to be heading to the finals, because here we had them taking on the LWO, and it was flubbing great. Plus Wacky Wild and Cruz Del Toro too, because they did double drop kicks here instead of a dive. I was like, see my friends, you can do it. And then later on, they did a dive. Now, they were doing so well, Trick Williams almost got pinned here when Carmelo Hayes had to break that up for the one 2 ooh. I just want to shout out Hayes quickly as well, because not only was he the secret MVP of the Raw Rumble, as he just sold for everybody, but here, once again, he was just flinging himself around that ring. And I think, as good as he is in NXT, it is time to call him up to smack it down and let him fly. Like, did you see that match against Austin Theory on Friday? It's another tick. Eventually, Del Toro realized, oh my gosh, I have all the momentum in the world, when he checked his brain and remember well that phoenix splash has been doing quite well for me in fact we won a lot of matches with it so he went to hit the splash of the phoenixes Totally missed. Wild also then went for a flying nothing, and he went right to a code breaker courtesy of Hayes. I was like, LWO, this is not going well. When Trick Williams got in there, and because it is 2024, he did everybody's favourite new move, the big old knee, and he got the one, two, three. And as I always tell you, if something rhymes, we've done something right. Oh, but Femi, I think, then wanted to make sure the NXT fan base realised he was a heel, because he just marched out here, and my gosh, he destroyed the LWO. Now, of course, he did this so Dragon Lee could come out and try and help. It was the worst attempt ever. He got murked as well. And I was like, man, fair play to you, Ober. Because that was Dragon. I could have breathed fire at you. So, of course, the point here was just to remind you that we do have a North American title match at Vengeance Day on Sunday between Dragon Lee and Femi. But I will just say this. Well, it's not a big deal at all. I get that he's being big monster man. But I kind of preferred it a couple of weeks ago where he was like, I'm smart, but I could also kill you. It felt like something different. It's not like any of this was bad, though, and the match itself was really good. And look, I always want to see David versus Goliath. Sometimes that makes for the best wrestling up. When we learned a valuable lesson in NXT, 
don't offer gifts. Because as Ava Rain, the new GM, and Ridge Holland were having a chat, Lexus Kin walked in and was essentially trying to curry favour with our new manager, because he had some presents he wanted to give her. Mostly merchandise. I think Rain must have been offended by this because instead she went, nah, brah, you will have to take on Ridge later. And eventually these gifts kind of went through everybody before they went back to Lexus King. So essentially nobody likes it. We also saw Lyra Valkyria trying to calm Tate and Paxi down because of course last week she had thrown Roxanne Perez through a table. This was the equivalent of trying to break down a wall by kissing it. I don't think it's going to be very effective. It didn't make sense though because we went to Roxanne Perez versus Tate and Paxley. And as always, this Tatum, when she does get going, pretends that she is Lyra. And Valkyria was on commentary here, and she was uncomfortable too. Somebody's gonna have to step in. And this was basically the crutch of the whole match. And interestingly, we kind of sold it that Paxley could be doing better if she actually was herself. But because she's not, eventually Roxy got bored. She bipped her right in the nose. She hit the pop rocks. She just pinned her. Kind of easy. Now, of course, we did this majorly because she does have her big title match on Sunday, so she needs some wins. But right after this, you know the deal. Tate and Paxi went crazy again. Because she tried to attack Perez when Lyra got in there and was like, would you please stop this? And I guess the idea here is to plant a seed that maybe, just maybe, Tatum is going to be so upset she screws the champion over at Vengeance Day. Or maybe she just gets involved and ruins it for everyone. I do quite like this though, even though there is a little bit of a disconnect between Roxanne Perez and Lyra Valkyria, just because they are two baby faces. But again, that's why Paxi has been inserted into the mix. So while it's not clicking 100% for me at the moment, I am going to give it an up, mostly because I think that match will be very good. This one was fine. Although I would put Roxanne Perez on the main roster tomorrow. What do I know? Nothing up. Ren Sinclair and Ariana Grace were then having the greatest conversation ever. And these two need to keep having chats. Because basically by accident, Grace started to insult Fallon Henley, who was directly behind her. And when Henley revealed, ta-da, I am standing here, they basically had an argument about who stank the most. I was like, this is my kind of wrestling. And now later, they're going to have a match. When I think Electra Lopez said goodbye to NXT. This was kind of well-timed because she did cut that fire promo on Lola Vice last week after they had both fallen out in the Rumble. Then she popped up on SmackDown. <laughs> so in the space of two weeks, weeks, they went from best buddies to having their blow-off feud, hence why I think she's done with NXT. Vice also got the win here, which is another good indicator that we are about to separate things. And good, there's loads of guys and gals on the NXT roster right now that could benefit from a bump up. As it was a proper grudge match too, they just started rolling around all over the place to the point they fell out of the ring. But I tell you, when Vice went into the ring post, she didn't feel affected by this at all. She just shrugged it off and kept going. Though it didn't work because eventually Lopez got the upper hand and she whooped her ass. She also hit the variation of a boss man slam as one of them started to shout, I am the real Latina. I should have rewound this to confirm who it was, but I was making notes. I was like, what a question that is. Now the ending was kind of weird because Lola had no momentum when eventually she kind of did this ground and pound, just smacked Electra right in the face with a kick and she pinned her. I was like, all right, why not? Now, I did enjoy this because it was super heated as it should have been, as it was a grudge match. I think as characters, they're very good. But in terms of the match, it didn't necessarily click for me in the way that I thought it was going to. But that's fine. They both just need more experience, which they are going to get. So while I am going to give it a down, again, it ain't nothing major. That's just how I felt about it. And again, don't forget, there is 727 hours of wrestling TV every single day. 
Not everything can hit for you. When we just got the weirdest and best segment between Dijak and Joe Gacy. Because the big man was in that den of his when he was watching last week's NXT and making notes. When Joe walked in and said, can I sit down? Dijak said no. So Gacy just sat down anyway. Then had this ominous music playing as they kind of spoke in riddles. Joe was all like, Dijak, you're a man of justice or something like that. When I think he also proved that he bugged his office... So somebody needs to arrest Joe Gacy. Essentially, they wound each other up so much they got into this mass brawl, which I'll just tell you now, basically lasts the entire show. Made me laugh. Well, we got somewhat of a surprise because Lexus King defeated Rich Holland. Oodalally. Now, Holland was smashing this guy for most of the match, mostly because I think he was infuriated by his beard. But as NXT likes to do, every single word that comes out of every single character's mouth, you have to make sure you keep in your brain. That's Shawn Michaels' booking, and I like it. Because obviously, Rich had been saying, oh, Gallus, I could beat all of you up, even if it is three on one. So the members of Gallus ran to the ring. Holland saw them, and he was a man of his word. For a good 20 seconds, he was just knocking all of them out. The problem was, eventually they got in the ring. And even though Rich Holland was able to do away with them, the referee just watched. A surprise, surprise. Lexus used that to his advantage. He gave Rich a good old kick and that swinging neck breaker, and he beat him for the one, two, three. And yes, just because the internet keeps talking about it, Lexus King did put his face right in Rich Holland's ass to get the victory. But sometimes you've got to do what you need to do. There was some irony here, because after Lexus King had left the ringside area, Gallus got a chair and essentially pilmanized Ridge Holland. So either secretly Lexus King is involved, or they were just being dicks. Now, it still does kind of feel like Ridge Holland needs some pals, unless he is going to beat all of them. And I am a bit confused why we did all that Elia Dragunov stuff a few weeks ago. But hey, I'm not going to lie, I like the fact that King got the win, because I think this guy has so much potential to get Dominic Mysterio heat when he comes to the main roster giving it enough life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Chase you were then heading to the ring in their funeral gear. Because that's right, on this evening, it was the end of Chase You. Andre especially was devastated by this and Duke Hudson had been using his time to edit together a video and I was like, who made this? As I wiped a tear away from my eye. It's like when you have a sad music at somebody's funeral. Why are we doing this? It's just making us sadder. Now, it was a little bit odd that Thea Hall and JC Jane weren't here when they did walk to the ring and they were like, don't worry, boys. We have figured this out and we know how to save the school. And I was like, if this is on a bake sale, I'm going to lose my mind. And I wasn't that far off either because this plan is terrible because they planned to launch a calendar featuring all the women from Chase U who then came out onto the stage. I was like, it's 2024. How many calendars do you think you're actually going to sell? I'm not sure I recognize any of these people, so you have to forgive me there. And all I'm going to say is this. I know it wasn't intended to tie into anything, but given what has happened in the WWE over the past week or so, I just found it a little bit uncomfortable. And look, it's nobody involved's fault. They're just doing what they're told to do, but no ups or no downs here. I would implore you to go watch my intro from SmackDown ups and downs from last week because that explains it better than me. But yeah, maybe for now we just shelve this or move it to the one side. I don't want to be reminded of that ever if I can help it, even though we should never forget it either, because it's massively important that we get it sorted out properly. And look, I totally get that they meant no offence here, but it was tough to ignore it, like I say. When we cut to the D'Angelo family and they were like, we're going to win at Wednesday, because apparently they're vampires now. But the point is, all their opponents will sleep with the fishes. This is when Brooke Jensen walked in on Fallon Henley because he wanted to discuss the good old days. I was crapping up. I was like, Brooks, you only split up like a week ago. Grow up. Henley must have felt the same because she had better things to do or get ready for her match. So she essentially walked away. So now I don't really get what we're going to do here, but we'll find out. Lexus King was then laughing at Chase U for absolutely no reason. I suppose he was like <laughs> a calendar that has a terrible idea. When Riley Osborne got on his face and said, nobody insults my school, we must now joust. The absolute best part about this, though, is that Dijak and Joe Gacy then fell into the frame because they were still brawling. And I tell you, this was not going to end anytime soon. This is when we kind of learned why Fallon had blown Brooks off earlier. It was time for her match with Ariana Grace. And once again, the most the most exciting thing about this is that Ren Sinclair did come out with Fallon. And again, even after that small back and forth earlier, I need as many segments as possible with Ariana Grace and Ren Sinclair. I think they could be hilarious. Now, Grace was actually doing all right here to begin with as she did work over the leg when Fallon was like, wait a minute, I'm way more experienced than you and you're like obsessed with your looks and stuff. So she took advantage of that and she smashed her. They got totally nuts because Jakara Jackson and Last Legend were out here to cast distraction. And maybe I've forgotten something. Maybe something happened in that damn Royal Rumble that has left my brain because there is so much wrestling on TV. But I was like, why are you here? Jackson straight up cast distraction too, which also got the attention of Ren because Last Legend was totally free. She just booted Henley right into the face, rolled her in the ring. This is why Ariana Grace is so damn good. She didn't hit no move. She just saw the lifeless body and she pinned her for the one, two, three. But then was like, yes, yes, I did it. Man, I love that character. So I suppose this is going to build to some kind of a tag team match. But again, somebody could remind me why these two did cross paths. I'd appreciate it. Again, I'm an idiot, but up. Mostly for Ariana Grace. Out of the mud were then also cutting their promo because they are challenging for the tag team titles of the weekend. 
when Dijak and Joe Gacy continued their brawl. Man, do I like it when NXT does this. Now, why they went arrested, I don't know. And because it is 2024, people are just filming them on their phones and doing absolutely nothing. When Dijak took Joe and essentially threw him off a trailer into a dumpster. And I was like, well, now I've seen everything. The thing is, though, as WWE has taught us, you can't go into a dumpster because there may be a creature in there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you were forgotten about that very strange pandemic time when we did that with the Street Profits. I am never going to forget it. Bron Breaker and Baron Corbin then reminded you they are a wonderful pairing because Corbin was like, oh man, I saw you in the Royal Rumble, dude. You kicked ass. And as soon as he called them the Wolf Dogs, Bron was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can be called that? When Baron were like, no, no, we can't. And he stormed off. Now look, I imagine that Breaker will be on the main roster soon and that Baron will go back up there eventually. But somehow they have to come together again. They genuinely let me happy deep down in my bones. The men of Ford then made their way to ringside because it was time for our Heritage Cup match. It was Von Wagner versus Noam Dar. And don't forget, Von has been busting his ass for this. Now, Mr. Stone and his kids were also watching on. Again, they were helping with the training. I'm just going to tell you this. Given the results, it didn't work at all. That was very effective in round one because Von was just killing this dude when much like 1994, he got saved by the bell. Somebody call Zach Morris. Von Wagner was so desperate to kick his ass, though, the rest of the metaphor had to drag Noam Dar away because I think Von Wagner had forgotten he was in the Heritage Cup match and we have rounds and rest periods. Aura Mensa especially was offended by this, so he started getting involved. This is when Von went and destroyed him, too. This is another character I like because outside the ring, he's really calm. Then in it, he's crazy. Problem was, Wagner did eventually clothesline him over the top, which counted as a distraction when he turned around and he got hit with that 2024 move the big old knee, and he lost one, two, three, so now he was down one to nothing. It all then continued because, of course, Jakarta Jackson and Lash Legend was then casting interference, and I was like, man, you have done this throughout the show, but of course it tied in because who came out to balance the books? It was Fallon Henley and Ren Sinclair, and they all had a big fight. Wagner couldn't handle this, though, and eventually found himself in the ankle lock. And this time it was Vaughn who went AC Slater, because, man, he just ran at Noam with all the fire he had when they kind of fell out the ring, and damn it, Wagner hurt his knee. Noam didn't even think twice about this, because he's not Celine Dion, and he used Simba the Still Steps, which also wasn't a DQ. And even when Vaughn tried to do the big boot, he couldn't do it properly, because, again, he hurt his leg. It sent him all oogly-boogly to the point he forgot where he was doing when Dar hit the most devastating move. <laughs> In all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, and he did get the one, two, three. He went two, nothing up, and he still retains his Heritage Cup. Once again, there's the rhyme. You know the deal. Now, I actually thought this was really fun, although I do think Noam Dar has to lose that Heritage Cup soon. But this Von Wagner, even though he is an insane person, has always become the most sympathetic babyface. Now, that is just good booking. They must have planned this. Actually, had quite a good time. Up. It's definitely not over either, because after this metaphor threatened Mr. Stone's kid, which is when, of course, Von Wagner grabbed Oro Mensa and he threw him through Alan the announce table, we go again. Joe Gacy then climbed out of that dumpster as if he'd really enjoyed it, and Dijak was so sick of him, he was like, oh, man, let's just do a no-DQ match at Vengeance Day, and Josie did agree, so that's right. Write it down in the record books, the weirdest way to set up a match Ever. Which brought us to the last segment of the show, which did build to our NXT title contest. So Elia Dragunov and Trick Williams 
had a big old face-off. Now, even though Elliot is defending his title here, and that's the crutch of the matter, he also wanted to talk to Trick about something else. He doesn't trust Carmelo Hayes at all, and neither should Mr. Williams. Now, this did not work at all, because Trick totally disagreed. He was like, no, Elia, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to draw a wedge between us, and I am sick of it. So come this Sunday, not only am I going to win the Dusty Cup, not only am I going to go on to become a tag team champion, but I'm also going to be the NXT champion, so you're totally bold. Dragon even tried to get a word in here edgeways, but Trick was like, uh-uh, pal, you don't get to talk, because I am not the same guy you fought last time, and in fact, I have evolved into something else entirely. I was like, you damn right. Hilariously, though, even though they had been yelling at each other, they then did shake hands because it is wrestling and we must establish the good guys. But this is when Elia did his weird hug thing again. That is really not good news for Trick Williams because usually when he does do that, is going to kill you. They got totally out of control because Baron Corbin and Bron Breaker were here and they were like, Haha, we're going to take out our Dusty Cup finalists. This is really confusing too, because obviously they're being portrayed as bad guys, but they ain't bad guys, man. They are way too entertaining. Eventually, Carmelo Hayes did come out to balance the books and they chased them away, which is when Elia Dragunov looked at Trick Williams and Trick Williams looked at Elia Dragunov so now you know it's super serious. So I would suppose that come this Sunday, we are finally going to pull the trigger. And the reason Trick Williams is not going to win that belt is going to be because of Carmella. But look, fair play to NXT. They have been super patient with this. And if somehow they do win the Dusty Cup, and then he screws them over. Well, you just have a terrible love triangle you're going to have to sort. Also enjoying the fact we are crossing the streams and everybody is getting involved here. Makes it far more fun. This indeed brings us to the end of another episode of NXT, and I always enjoy the show. I like the characters, I like the stories, I like how crazy it goes, and it just flies by. Up. Now, of course, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for Monday Night Raw to continue on your journey. Leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about NXT or Raw or WWE, AEW, I don't care. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Have a good week, and I will see you throughout it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.